This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, it's 11 o'clock at night, we're very tired, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. I'm Tom Zalatni. <laughs> and I'm Tafari Jamian. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. It is that time of year again, folks, where yeah. 16 foods go head-to-head in intense match-ups. Match-ups, mash-ups, put them together. As we call up special guest judges to help us decide which one will win the coveted global title Ooh, yeah. of best food of the year, bragging rights and a boatload of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of 2022. Folks, what people is to sexiest people, we are to best food. This is Munch Madness. We is the sexiest people in food right here, right now. It's true. You know what else is sexy? Ties. We had two of them last week, folks. Uh, In our matchups between sorrel and tacos and beans and apples. uh, And when we have ties here on Munch Madness, what we do is we ask you to go to Instagram and Twitter to vote for the winners. So uh, I'm excited to announce that in the match between sorrel and tacos, tacos won with 68.5% of the total votes. And in the match between beans and apples, which was much, much closer and and kind of uh, varied from platform to platform, ultimately beans took the win with 53.5% of the total votes. For those keeping score at home, that means that one of Teffer's picks is out and one of my picks is still in. You're always a winner in my heart, apples. Apples had their moment in the spotlight. Beans is their moment in the fart light. <laughs> All right. 
Speaking of moments in the fart light, today's first round matchups are between pies and rice and coffee and meatballs. Two of these foods will move on to the next round, and the other two will be lovingly tucked away at the back of the fridge to slowly get moldy. Let's learn a little bit more about this week's contestants. Let's talk pies. Pies, constructed of pastry filled with various things, although I feel like our judge is mostly focused on fruit pies, which is fair. Fruit Mm -hmm. pies are pretty Mm -hmm. iconic. Uh, Pies date back in European history really far to where the crusts were in fact just plates that you would scoop filling out of. (laughs) At some point they figured out... It's true. This is true. It I used to be it. like 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 boiled water and flour mm-hmm. to make like a paste so you could hold your stew or whatever for a long time and keep it fresh. Um we've talked about like cooking things en daube yeah. on this show, which is a different direction for that. Yeah, yeah. But eventually they figured out how to make pastry delicious. Mm-hmm. If you've ever watched the great British baking show, folks, you know all about the different kinds of pastry they are. They can be handheld. They can be large. Anyway, pies. pies. Classic favorite. So Will good. they be able to knock out the cult classic rice? Rice, folks. Rice is an exciting one. Rice was, uh, no, pies was the was the runner-up in last year's tournament, in fact. Pies Pies was? It was Pies versus Cheese in the finals last year. Damn. Yeah. Rice was a semifinalist. Um, They are going against each other today, in any case. Uh, Rice is... uh, (laughs) Yeah, rice is is huge. Rice is... Actually, they're very small. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Rice is... uh, For those of you who are unfamiliar... I don't know how anyone could be unfamiliar (laughs) with rice. It's fucking rice. You know rice. You've seen rice. You've eaten rice. There are a few different kinds of rice as larger versions, but then there's a million other kinds of rice within each of them. There's a lot of fucking rice. There's there's wild rice that's native to the North Americas. There's African rice. There's Asian rice. There's a lot of rice that exists. Rice is important to a lot of cultures. Rice was a major cash crop uh, in like the 1600s and 1700s in in colonial America and, you know, was a a real big factor in the transatlantic slave trade, frankly. Uh, So there's some history for you. Rice is one of the few things that you can eat a billion of and only feel a little bloated. Maybe couscous is the other. (laughs) The food's so nice they had to give it two names. Yeah, rice is, it's a ubiquitous grain. (laughs) That's the word for it. It's ubiquitous, folks. Uh, It's short grain, long grain, brown, white, or black. However, whether you like it like a tadig or you like it like a sticky rice, if you like it rolled up in sushi, if you like it cooked in a pudding, if you like wild rice, you've probably had rice. You've Mm -hmm, honestly mm -hmm. probably had rice this week. I know I have. Uh, So let's see how it fares against pies. Now in our second pair. Speaking of ubiquitous <laughs> and needing hardly any introduction, although I will still give it some, one of my favorite beverages and the food item that has probably kept me going more than anything else in the world, coffee. 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 I mean, what else What else is there to say? I mean, I could go into the colonial history and the fact that Bach wrote a whole damn cantata about the stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, I mm-hmm. could talk about how in my now defunct wedding, my best friend actually talked about coffee because that's how good it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I could talk about how, you know, I have it every morning and mm-hmm. you probably do too. Wars have been fought over it. 
marriages have been made for it. Revolutions have been fomented over it. This is true. Coffee houses, uh, a regular gathering place for revolutionaries and That's why I thinkers. drink coffee. It's because I'm anti-establishment. There you go, folks. Um, Got a revolution you want to do? <laughs> drink coffee. I mean, honestly, if you're going to vote against coffee, you would have to have some kind of personal grudge against mm-hmm. it. You'd have to be one of those people who, like, drinks tea and is like, oh, it's almost mm. the same coffee, it's almost the same caffeine content, you My know? My whole thing is tea drinking instead of coffee drinking. But let's see. Let's see if the king can be unseated. Yeah. Who comes to challenge? The king? I was going to find another word, but you know what? It's yeah. as stated before, 11 p.m. and 11 I should be asleep. Tefer is almost in tears right now. I folks. was in tears earlier. Yeah, they this were giggly my, tears. This is my Betty Bite Sleepy, sleepy. Yeah, it's interesting. Coffee is now the only drink left in the tournament because Sorrel Ooh. lost to tacos. So that, that's something. That's some weight, I guess. You know, coffee has a little bit of weight to it. But does it have enough weight to defeat the heavyweight contender Meatballs in this round? Meatballs, of course, uh, generally speaking, referring to any ground meat turned into a ball. Many cultures have versions of this in in varying capacities. Sometimes they're stabbed onto a stick. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're cooked in a sauce or cooked over an open flame. Sometimes they're really less ball-shaped and kind of more tubular. Do you think a kefta counts? Kefta, I, I would make the case that because kefta and kofta are similar words, that kefta counts. But do burger patties count then? I think a burger patty is the natural evolution of a meatball. I think a burger patty is that somebody at some point flattened a meatball into a disc and said, hey, that's pretty good. Let's put it on a sandwich. Good point. Yeah. Um, Meatballs, my favorite Subway sandwich for a very long time as so a good. child. Love to go to Subway so to get a meatball sub with a ton of black olives on it. Eat fresh, folks. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. Uh, but I got to say, now I'm not judging this. Mm-hmm. I don't get a vote mm-hmm. here. No. But I have to say that I have never left the house in my pajamas, slid down the icy stairs sockless at... 8.50 p.m. when the grocery store closes at 9 to hustle my ass over there to make sure I had meatballs for tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're depressed. All right, folks. Without further ado, let's get to our first guest judge. I think our first guest judge, you're interviewing solo, right? Yeah, this is my first solo. That was my first solo interview. Solo dolo. Let's hear how it goes. All right, so here with us today, I have Gab, who is one of our longtime listeners and patrons who likes food. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Tefer. I'm always looking forward to my next chance to talk about food, so here I am. So here you are. So this isn't just talking about food. This is the very, very important, globally important munch madness where we decide on the one food to rule them all for the year of 2022 this is respected in all countries everywhere in the globe yeah there's no there's no bad food right but there is just the one food that can win them all right there's no bad food but there is a king of food every year and we determine it wow that's a lot of responsibility yeah wow okay yeah So now that you understand the gravitas of your role, uh, you're here to vote between two matchups today. I'm going to tell you about the first matchup. You tell me who you vote for and why. We'll chat about it a little bit, and then we'll do the same thing for round two. You ready to go? I think I'm ready. All right. 
So our first matchup is from our champions division, which means we're pitting last year's runner-up pies versus last year's semi-finalist rice. Rice versus pies. Who do you go with? I'm going to have to go with rice for this one. Rice, a bold choice. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you came to that? Yeah, so I think it comes down to the fact that rice fully fulfills its purpose as a dish for me in the sense that I always am happy to have rice on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas pie, I find that if it's a dessert, I'd rather have cake or something crunchier. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, rice dishes, you know, can name just a whole bunch of them that I really enjoyed, while pies, I can't say that I've enjoyed every single pie. Like, the quantity of rices that I've had that I enjoyed mm-hmm. is far greater than the number of pies that I enjoy as much of the, as those rice dishes, I find. Okay, so what you're telling me is that you have a more consistent enjoyment of rice, generally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love rice. I love the texture. I love the grains. I don't love the filling of the pies. It's like I'm having some kind of like jam that's like makes the whole dough underneath mushy. It's not good texture-wise for me. Mm-hmm, for a fruit pie. Now, does that change anything if you think about other pies or it's just really just across the board? I mean, are we thinking of like uh, like like you mean like a quiche or like some other kind of like savory pie? I I mean the way we always you know the way we always throw it actually is that the the term means to you what it means to you. So in this matchup, rice is the winner. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say it. so. I think there's going to be more days of the week where I'm down to have rice than I will have a will to have pie. So I'm going to go with sure. rice all the way. Okay. Solid reasoning for rice versus pies. Rice comes out the uncontested winner. Uh, So for our second matchup, and I'm interested to see where you fall on this one, uh, we have our people's choice division. Coffee versus meatballs. What do you say? So, I mean, this one, I'm biased. If you look at my kitchen, I have a French press, a filtered coffee, espresso maker and a grinder mm-hmm. all on my kitchen counter all for meatballs um yeah yeah, yeah. all the meatball paraphernalia yeah, yeah um it's just a meatball factory but no so i'm gonna go with coffee yeah. but i gave meatballs a good chance i actually made my own meatballs last weekend for this matchup this was how you prepared for this matchup you made meatballs yeah since i hadn't had them since i was a kid and i had been vegetarian for a while so i felt like i had to give meatballs a good chance before i just go all in on coffee so tell me about the meatballs how, how did you what kind of meatballs did you make so i had like just recipe hunting found one of those that's like a you know half meat half pork uh ground meat mixed in with mm-hmm. you know you got your egg whisk in there Red crumbs, a bit of caraway seed, which is really nice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, throwing some garlic, some onion, which I pre-cook because raw onions kind of out of my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, you roll them up, you uh, fry them a bit, and uh, you enjoy them with uh, your favorite sauce or and or pasta. How did they hold up to your childhood memories? So, because I never made them like myself, obviously as a kid, I. It was similar, and in fact, it was almost like revelatory because I learned that a lot of the flavor of the meatballs actually came from like the caraway and the garlic. Okay. Um, so it was interesting to kind of get a whiff of the caraway seed and be like, oh, whoa, this is the whole like childhood taste that I was kind of like 
getting this whole time. It was a caraway all along. It was the caraway all along. Now, did you have them with a cup of coffee on the side so you could really make a comparison? Hmm. See, I did not do that. So I don't think in that case it was fair for either one of them mm. to be consumed individually. Mm-hmm. You got to just dunk the meatball in the coffee. Yeah, it's like basically, yeah. it's, basically uh, it's a timbit. It's like a meat timbit. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. A meat timbit. But coffee yeah. still wins out. Yeah, I, I have to say, it's just that meatballs, as nice as they were, I realized that I'd rather take that ground meat mix that I made and turn them into a burger patty. Mm, then have the meat timbit. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like with coffee, I make French press every day. I don't think there's any other form of coffee I'd rather have than that. So mm-hmm. coffee is like in its final form. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like with meatballs, I'd rather have a burger. Yeah. I also am not sure that I could consistently for, let's see, two decades, as it has pretty much been in my life now, have two mm-hmm. meatballs every morning. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not sure if I would do that, whereas I think I have pretty consistently had two cups of coffee every morning for about 20 years. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, me too. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the unfair advantage there. Yeah. It's like you're up against like a... You're up against like a heavyweight with coffee, meatballs. Like I didn't want to just go with coffee because yes, everyone loves coffee. I wanted to give meatballs a fair chance. Yeah, of course. Uh, but really, is it possible to give meatballs a fair chance against coffee? I guess that's what we're gonna find out. We'll see. It'll be really interesting if if our next judge feels differently about that. Yeah, honestly, I hope this the next judge literally says the exact opposite of everything I just said. Maybe they eat two meatballs every day. Maybe. That is literally what happened in our last matchup. As we yeah. had yeah, we had a tie on both fronts. So we're going to have to see if that trend continues. All right. So Gab has spoken uh, between I pies have. and rice. Rice is the winner between coffee and meatballs. Coffee is the winner. I hope you have a nice meal of rice and coffee. Thank you. The, the trick is to boil the coffee first before you pour in the rice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a horchata, but instead of milk, it's just old coffee. Yeah. Okay. It's like rice, um, rice pudding, but caffeinated. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that working. I could get into actually, that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. yeah exactly. And that goes back to my point that there's more stuff I enjoy with rice than with pie. So it's like rice again, just kind of. It's applicable to anything, even coffee. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Endlessly versatile. Well, thank you so much for being our first guest judge this week. Before I let you get back to your meat timbits and coffee pudding, uh, do you have any final words of wisdom? Anything to plug? Anything to share with the people? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Let's, um, let's say my um, words of wisdom are meatballs are really good just make a big batch mm-hmm. cook them cook all of them and then you can freeze them cook they it's better than freezing them raw just cook them all and freeze them thicken them out whenever you need them for a quick lunch or dinner excellent words of wisdom thank you thank you for having me taffer thank you so much for joining us <laughs> anytime 
Hey folks, welcome to the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode when it comes out on a Monday morning. It go straight into your, your inbox feeds, whatever you want to call them. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of February, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of the show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There is literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Tefer, do you want to read a recent review that someone left? I'm so excited about this because I haven't read these before. So Feeny Todd says, casual foodie here, but aspiring to expand my culinary horizons. Tom is always such a delight in this podcast. You know what? I got to agree with that. It's true. And their guests are always fascinating and exciting. I'm a low, mi- low mid-level chef in my home kitchen and a mid-high-level foodie in my dining out adventures. No bad food makes it fun and exciting to learn more about food and share in the excitement these experts discuss. Wait, are they calling us experts or are our guests? I think our guests are the experts. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna say that. I'd I- say we're the intermediates at least. Yeah. yeah. Let's get Tom paired up with Guy Fieri for a straight to Netflix food documentary. You know what? Thank you. I, I agree. It. We would be able to buy groceries true. and rent in the same week get us if that Netflix were to happen. Money. So <laughs> Imagine being able to pay rent and get groceries. Uh, on that note, Patreon, (laughs) folks. Patreon. Seriously. So, Tom, do you want to read the review that uh, includes me? Yeah, I'll do that. We've got another review here from Kenny with an I. Tom and Teffer do an amazing job at picking guests to help the listener learn about cuisines and the culture surrounding them. They really challenge the food scene and encourage the listener to do the same. Seasoned and amateur cooks benefit from their knowledge and content. Thank you. I see what you did, Kenny. I see seasoned cooks. Oh, yeah. I see that. That's a good we joke. like that. That's Thanks, good. longtime friend of the show. Indeed. Uh, and the next person that we're hearing from on this episode, in fact. Oh, damn! Didn't even plan that. So, folks, you leave a message. You leave an... A re- a, a, if you leave a review, we will read it on the show yeah. uh, if it is nice. If it's mean, we might too, but don't as long as it has five stars. Yeah. If you leave a five-star review and then say something really mean about us, we'll probably read that. Yeah, probably. I like humiliation a little bit. (laughs) And with that, let's call up our second guest judge. (laughs) Our second guest judge here on this week's episode of No Bad Food Munch Madness is Kendallin Aldridge. Kendallin is one of our Patreon supporters, a longtime friend of the show, and one of my co-hosts, co-players over on Natural Toonie. Kendallin, thank you so much for being part of the tournament this year. You're welcome. Thank you for for having me. Last year, last tournament, I believe I was like a tiebreaker. Yeah, I think you you phoned in a tiebreaker at some point last yeah. year. Yeah. This year for tiebreakers, we're just throwing it to the listeners to vote <gasps> on social love media. It. Yeah, because I realized we could do that. Like, there's no reason we can't. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how love we're doing it. it this time around. Uh, but of course, today uh, we have no tie, at least yet. Uh, we might, in the next 20 minutes, end up with one or two ties. We'll find out. Uh, and the way that we're going to find that out is, of course, by having you tell us who you are voting for. So uh, just for your sake and mine, <laughs> because the listeners will have already heard this probably, uh, Uh, I'm going to give you one matchup at a time. I'll ask you to tell me who you vote for and then explain why. We'll chat about it a little bit, and then we'll go to the second matchup and do the same thing. Our first matchup in 
this episode is uh, from our champions division. It's last year's runner-up Pies versus last year's semifinalist Rice. Who are you voting for and why? Rice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I get it. (laughs) This one last year when uh, when Pies made it to the finals against Cheese, I was like, I mean, you know. Uh can't see pies winning this thing and like i was surprised that rice didn't make it that far yeah yeah i vaguely remember (laughs) (laughs) being as shocked when i finally listened to all of it um yeah no like so my decision is is like a practical partially practical and partially personal because practicality like i think we talked about this last in my in my tiebreaker how versatile rice can be whether it's like you know actually cooking or making rice wine um it's affordable and also i just don't always have the biggest sweet tooth and i know pies don't always have to be sweet but i just don't make that many pies and i don't know that many people who make who's like hmm you know what i'm gonna make a pie yeah i mean it it, like i think i think you're right like rice is a little bit more like i'm kind of always happy to have rice and like i don't always want pie you know (laughs) like it's it's just not as uh it doesn't have the same universal appeal. It doesn't have the same versatility. Uh, and I can tell you right now that uh, the other judge on this episode also voted for Rice. So uh, Rice has officially moved on to the next round. And I, I want to like break a, like, a small stigma while also like bringing the, the listeners, I almost said viewers, <laughs> listeners awareness. Is that like not all Rices are... Rices? Rice? Not all Rice is made equal. Um, I, I The biggest... I think pro tip you've we've seen in social media, especially from like East Asia or just cultures that eat rice, not just Asian, like because you know Hispanics eat rice and etc. Sure. It's like the whole thing of like in all caps, wash your rice, and they're like, well, that is true. Um, not all rice need to be washed. Um, for example, we eat a lot of long grain ja- jasmine rice, and that is actually a rice you. I mean, you can wash it, but it doesn't change the fluffiness texture as it uh, would be for sushi rice. Sure, so, yeah. Just so y'all know, you like do your research. You don't have to always. And also, the <laughs> for like most foods, the wider the rice is, the probably more processed it is. So having like red rice or black rice or forbidden rice is vastly healthy. Is more healthy for you. But like the as someone who's made a lot of red rice before, like I think I did a lot last year. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like I don't. I I'm I kind of I don't know if I agree that it's like healthier necessarily because the processing that happens that makes white that makes rice white is just like the threshing of the rice like fair, it's not bleached <laughs> it's just it's Some, just I, I, someone had told with. me that and then like I had done I had done like a little bit of research and I was like eh, it checks out <laughs> for yeah. whatever reason um but no you're right like in terms of I I think the health factors are are not that they're low and not what obvious right I mean. Mm-hmm. I'll, you have to do your own research, but you can still have white rice and you'll be fine. Yeah, like, it's it's less that white rice is unhealthy and more that like brown rice and black rice are like, I think, more nutrient dense. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's it. It's like you're um, not poisoning yourself by eating white rice. You're just not eating like all the superfood rice. <laughs> right, right. It's not, you're not getting all the potential. Red rice is interesting. I, I, I don't think I like the black rice as much. I still have over half a bag the thing that i find is like white rice cooks faster than like black rice or brown rice and so like mm-hmm. i just i gravitate toward it because it's like i know you know have you ever had red rice i haven't had red rice i don't think red rice is one that you do want to soak 
Sure. Soak, not 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 wash. Soak. And it's also interesting because in from what I've seen and like the recipe I've used to cook the rice, you want to actually fry the soaked rice a little bit before boiling it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and then it like toasts um, it a little. Toast it a little. I think it's also helped soften it. Okay. Because um, I think it might be a harder. I mean, listeners, let us know. A harder, <laughs> a harder, a harder grain. But after that, you like add two cups of water, bring it to boil, and then you just kind of let it simmer. Or actually, it doesn't say to bring it down to simmer. You just let it boil for like about forty-five minutes until it's soft. Hers says hers said it took only twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I like I appreciate white rice because I can just like turn it on, bring mm-hmm. it to a boil. When it comes down to a boil, turn it down to a simmer and then let it sit for like 10 minutes while I deal with the rest of dinner. And like, you know, obviously the trick there is just that if you're cooking a rice that takes longer than 20 minutes to Mm -hmm. cook, make the rest of your meal also take more than 20 minutes. But like on a normal, like on a normal family weekday night where it's like, okay, we're going to like, you know, make some chicken and rice and veggies. Like white rice is kind of perfect because it takes the same amount of time as all that you know like I've kind of figured mm-hmm. out the rhythm of it and like maybe exactly. this is just on me maybe I need to like learn more dishes no that it's use, not just on you because you know. like again I've, I've made other types of rice too and like I definitely can agree with that as a household where we eat more jasmine rice than we do the red Thai rice at sure. my pantry um <laughs> literally I was the only one eating this in my <laughs> household too um it, it there is a rhythm to it for jasmine rice it's like a, a cup and a fourth water to one cup of rice and then you let it boil for like 12 minutes it was it's oddly specific you let it boil for like 12 simmer bring it to boil simmer for 12 minutes and then let it sit for 10 right and it's so easy like my sister who's not a big cook um she's getting more skills now but like she's she's gotten the rhythm down and she doesn't have have the recipe um (laughs) or the the guidelines um but i was going to say what's also neat about rice is it's one of the I mean, I'm sure there's more, but it's one of the few, like, meal, quote-unquote meals I can think of as an, or an ingredient where it you can still use it well the day after. Yeah, there's, there's like, I, I have heard people say that, like, you have to be careful with, like, day-old rice. No. But, like, I don't know, I've eaten a lot of day-old rice and sometimes I mean, two or three-day-old rice and I'm fine. Wait, <laughs> our rice lasts us for like five days. So yeah. Like we're, we're, uh, we're, uh, and I think the whole thing is as, lo- as long as you may have like an airtight cover because yeah. I think the only problem, I think most of that comes from like it drying out and I will say that sucks. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. But most, <laughs> most fried rice call for like day-old, 48-hour rice. Right. Um, and then like congee, which is basically essentially overcooking the rice so that the, <laughs> the grains expand right. um you can either freeze it to speed up the time and it only takes 30 minutes or you like literally cook it you do use day of rice and let it soak and then cook for a longer time um yeah yeah it's just a great ingredient especially for households that like who don't have it like much accessibility to food like it really does help things stretch further whereas like pasta it, i don't see that pasta doing the same thing <laughs> yeah well the where it really comes down to it for me is like Teffer had to go gluten-free last year and mm. like you know we we eat gluten-free pasta it's fine <laughs> it's <laughs> like it there are some that are better than others but like overall it's fine but like that means we've eaten a lot more rice because like rice is already gluten-free <laughs> And so you don't have to like. Oh, that's you know, interesting. I didn't know rice was already gluten free. Yeah, well, gluten is just from uh, it's just wheat problems, basically. So like, oh. yeah, and, and so like you know, 
rice is gluten free, so we eat a lot more rice. And like, I really appreciate that about rice because, like, I haven't had to find alternative rice, (laughs) which like (laughs) sounds like nonsense, you know. Uh, I think if the listeners go back, I'm gonna to like again my tiebreaker. I'm gonna bring it up again, but Lizicky, um, excuse me, uh, Lizicky, L I Z Q I, or you'll find it L I Z. Um, she she um it is in rural china and she uploads videos of doing like foraging and cooking mm-hmm. with traditional chinese ingredients and i think she has a whole video just on rice and she and all the things you can do with it and one of like she literally makes rice wine before your eyes without amazing. cooking it um so it's just rice is just an amazing like and I'll, and okay so i don't come i'm one i i wasn't born in a culture that really eats with their hands normally or mm. traditionally sure like because there are some asian countries and a- asian cultures that do and again this is not just an asian thing in african countries also um but uh and then and i didn't wasn't raised asian either i was raised, raised white <laughs> but i feel like i was making sushi rice yesterday and i had to use my hands a lot and it's definitely like so satisfying mm. to touch sure yeah I find like yeah totally like the handful of times handful that I've made sushi by <laughs> hand it's it's very yeah that's satisfying is a good word for it there's something really really satisfying I, about I it. appreciate those who like because I actually don't have the ingredients to make sushi like the toppings I was making spam musibi which is a Hawaiian a Hawaiian snack Hawaiian yeah. dish but it, but it called for sushi rice and oh my gosh the fanning. I whenever I'm making something where it's so broad, like sushi rice, there's so many different recipes, there's so many different techniques, and I, I don't know. If we've had this conversation on air, but like I hate the word authentic when it sure. comes to food. I yeah. prefer traditional. Me too. But but and like there are some people who like not of that culture who put on recipes, and that's fine. But I, I try to cross reference as traditional as I can get to as time saving as I can get, mm, as I can get sure. and like internet versus books. And um, <laughs> I, I ended up, and all of them talked about like fanning the rice. Like right. the, and I was like, ah, oh. and I, I did it, man. It is an arm workout. It takes a while. <laughs> an interesting, <laughs> Truly an art form. An interesting thing about the like tradition, like versus time saving thing is that sometimes traditions and, and techniques and whatnot matter like a lot for sometimes, for the yeah. actual like texture or the the flavor or whatever, uh, and sometimes they just happen. Like uh, there was this story that one of my teachers, one of my profs last semester, would tell us about. You know this 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 kid who asks her mom at uh, at Passover, like, why do you cut the ends off the brisket before you put it in the pan and and put it in the oven? And the mom would say, oh well, you know my it's just the way my grandma did it, or it's the way my mom did it. And you know goes and asks the the grandma like why why do you cut the ends off your brisket before putting it in the pan and putting it in the oven? It's like oh well it's the way my mother did it and tracks down the great grandmother you know super old lady <laughs> goes and asks like, why do you cut the ends off your brisket before putting it in the oven? You know what what's the secret here? What's the magic behind this tradition? She says it just didn't fit in my pan. <laughs> So, you know, uh, take every tradition with a grain of salt, or in this it, it, case, a grain of rice. That's exactly it. It's, it's a grain of rice, yeah. It's one of those things, like, and we're not going to go through the whole, because we have another bracket to look at. We're not go- I'm not going to go into my whole rant about why I don't like the word authentic, or mm-hmm. the, I don't, or in that sense, gatekeeping yeah. things. I, for me, it just depends on, like, one, your availability, because there's plenty of, like, white people who have taken specifically Asian recipes, because that's what I'm, I, I mainly cook. I don't 
I'm sure they've done it to other, I know they've done it to other cultures, oh, yeah. so bear with me. No, that, that's just my disclaimer. <laughs> um, uh, but when I was first cooking, I started, I used a lot of recipes for takeout, homemade takeout from written mm-hmm. by non-Asian people. And there's nothing wrong with that because at the time I didn't know the resources I had around sure. to look more traditionally. Um, but there is an advantage of looking at traditional, as traditional as you can from people from that culture. because you get to learn about the culture. Um, even if like, you know, it's something, oh, it didn't fit my pan. There, there's a history around it. And it makes, mm-hmm. I always it makes the, the dish more rich in my opinion. Totally. And I think that it honors it as well a little bit. Yes. Like there's nothing uh, wrong. I mean, it's the same thing with like microwave food versus like homemade yes. food, right? Like <laughs> convenience foods are great. Convenient recipes are great, but it's always worth, if you can, it's always worth taking the time to like, you know, take the time with the thing. Whether yeah, that's by also, researching or, or whether it's just by spending more time cooking, it's worth it to do it when you can, but there's no shame in doing the easy one. Exactly. And what it was, what it was, I was going to add is like one of the cookbooks I have is the Harry Bikers, and they're both like <laughs> British and white. Sure. But they, uh, one of the things I like about them and like uh, somebody Pete Phil is they, even though they're not of that culture, they spend time in the culture to learn how to do it the traditional way and, even, and still adapt it to what works for them while still honoring like you know the people who taught them how to do it and there's a a wonderful compromise between both worlds and there's also very very opposite ends of the spectrum it just it's whatever works for you yeah exactly well hey that's exciting we now have uh rice moving on to the next round it has booted pies out of the tournament (laughs) goodbye pie see you maybe Hasta next year pies had its chance you know i will say my, my goal this year is to make more pies and pastries so mm. i get you that never you yeah. never know you never know you never know all right we're gonna move on to the second round here our second matchup in this episode is uh from our people's choice division this is the uh ones that people got to vote on based on episodes that we recorded in 2021. Uh, and so this matchup is between coffee and meatballs. <laughs> Two very similar items, really, if you don't think about it too hard. Kendall, <laughs> who you got in this round? So, fun fact. I was all on board for coffee up until about 8 a.m. this morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going with meatballs. You're going um, meatballs. I actually, all right. Yeah, I actually had this exact phrase with my partner like maybe a week ago, if less than that, of like how coffee is actually an elitist activity at its core. Sure. Um, and I was going to say like you know it's easier to make coffee, it's more available, but really is it? Is it that much more available? <laughs> is, and the answer is no, because like even like okay, ground meat might be expensive but you could use mushrooms you can use chickpeas like you sure co- meatless, meatballs, balls. meatless balls and yeah. like and it's just this whole idea of like yeah like what 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 have people been doing more drinking coffee or making meatballs, Probably <laughs> making meatballs. interesting that's that's so interesting because i i think like yeah these are these are really interesting questions because coffee like yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of ethical questions around it right yeah it is a crop that exists i mean people have been making coffee for i think as long as people have been making meatballs actually like historically coffee has been around for a very long time in some form or another Mm -hmm. it is cross-cultural it is multi-international, whatever you want to call it, the same way the meatballs are. Like, they they are very different items, but at the same time, they have a lot of things in common. But mm-hmm. 
coffee is the one that is part of a very evil industry right now that people are trying <laughs> to fix, in all fairness. And yeah. if people are interested in that, they can listen to the well, coffee not, episode I did with Leanna. Even... <laughs> but like... <laughs> But coffee has a lot of a lot of moral gray area around it in a way that meatballs don't necessarily. Yeah, well, it's not even just like it's not all about like not just the morals aspect of it because like this year I've really invested more in like my coffee production at sure. home, and it's it's not <clears throat> and it, I mean it kind of goes into morals corporation wise, but you got like not everyone has the money to spend on an espresso machine sure. or something more than a drip coffee. Some people don't have the money. It's like, I, I like to think of Aura in high school in a way, the, the anime where the rich people are astounded that Haru drinks instant coffee. Mm. You know, it's sure. not just like, oh, how you harvest it. It's also like people just, and some people don't have the, can't afford Starbucks or Tim Hortons or scooters or whatever you, wherever you buy it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, well, there, there's a you're right i think elitism or like a snobbery like exists around coffee that mm-hmm. i don't think meatballs have right meatballs are very Not, humble uh, well it's humble until you look at it in the terms of like vegan versus meat um, well, sure yeah but there's not like an inherent like or there's not the same emerged what am i trying to say the oh, same type yeah. of the same type of snobbery around meatballs has not emerged as the kind I've that has emerged around coffee. I've yet to someone yeah. who talks about like, oh, m- my meatball blend is better than your meatball blend. Oh, well then you just haven't met enough Italian people because that conversation does happen. <laughs> you're very you're very right. I do not know that many Italian people. But like, but in the broad sense. Yeah, but but that's it, right? Like it, there's, there's a difference between like arguing over whose grandma has the best meatball recipe and mm. like you know the kind of coffee snobbery that exists where oh i can only drink the finest coffee beans they must be from this region at this time and also like on coffee elitism which is really interesting because i'm slowly piecing it together i so i I like the game persona 5 if you haven't for for listeners who played it you know what i mean for people who haven't you're honestly i don't say you're missing much it's a fun game but it's not the end all be all sure. but in in persona 5 your character lives in a coffee well is fostered in a coffee shop um and you get and you can brew coffee via um v60 that's what it is it's okay. not chemics it v60 method and after you brew the coffee you actually get to learn about the beans you every time he, every time you make it the store owner comes back and he says oh let me have a drink Ah, let me tell you about this. And they actually tell you like about each individual bean type, where they come from, the altitude, and the availability. And a lot of them, especially when you're looking at Brazil and Guatemala, um, grow at a very specific altitude. And nowadays, when you're purchasing, because you don't want to like over harvest or over sell, because there's a limited availability, mm-hmm. that also contributes to the elitism. Because not everyone, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was one where the coffee bean is so, I don't know, rare, but so hard to grow and grows in a very specific place in one season that they have to supplement it with other coffee beans mm, okay. to make it enough. And right. very interesting. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, there, there's so much, there's so much to coffee. Like, um, when, when I when I recorded that episode with Leanna back in the late 2021 uh, about like third wave or fifth wave or I don't yeah. remember uh, about single wash versus something else <laughs> yeah you know dry clean coffee whatever whatever <laughs> it was called when I recorded that episode about ethical coffee with Leanna last year um, 
a thing that I said at some point was I don't want to limit the conversation about coffee to one episode because I think that coffee is like huge right and I mean I don't want to limit any food to one episode but especially things like coffee where like it is such a huge thing there's so many varieties of it there's so many angles we can look at it from so many ways to use it because like because one of the reasons why i was going to lean towards coffee because you don't have to just drink it you can use it in baking you can use it as topping um but i say you can top anything with meatballs too You, oh yeah, yeah, you know, chocolate like, covered meatballs, meatballs have the same variety. I think I was just super bitter because I've been trying different. I've tried at least three <laughs> or four different vegan recipes for meatballs just just to see. Like, I mean, sure. I, I'm not vegan per se, but I do try to l- limit more of the red meat sure. I make. So I've been just trying to like experiment with making meatless meatballs mm. for like the past year and a half right. on and off and i've yet to find one that actually like has that same satisfaction so i think that's where my, my bias came from <laughs> sure. originally. But no you meatballs know? are like great they're very versatile yeah that's it i had um like my kind of go-to for meatballs is like you know a like beef maybe like beef and pork blend kind of situation mm-hmm. uh but i i would be remiss if i didn't you know give a shout out to like lamb-based meatballs and chicken meatballs i made a really nice pork and shrimp meatball (gasps) that like tasted like uh tasted like a dumpling a little bit like that was huge this conversation yeah (laughs) like (laughs) and, and if i can find that recipe i'll share it in the episode description but like meatballs i mean it's it's such a simple concept but such a and beautiful you can use thing it when executed alone well. <laughs> as an appetizer. You can put it on pasta. Like you said, different variation. I, my favorite meatball is probably uh, what they do for Italian wedding soup. Sure, which yeah. is like a chicken and pork. I chicken or pork, chicken or lamb. I want to. I want to say it depends on which recipe you're looking at. Um, you have turkey meatballs. Um, and again, I mentioned earlier, you can make meatballs out of like mushrooms and chickpeas and like mm-hmm. soy and soy tofu. <laughs> um, it's it. They're so good. Yeah, they are so good. Okay, well that's that's exciting. So uh, I will tell you, the other judge voted for coffee. So ah! that is going to get thrown to a tiebreaker over on social media. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. I. Do you want to make a prediction? Like, personal feelings aside, do you have a suspicion about which I, one will win? I, sus- I have a suspicion that coffee's going to take it mm-hmm. just because more... I, 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 everyone, not everyone, but a classic meatball is like Lady and the Tramp, which mm-hmm. it's classic. It's fun. But when you think about what you eat and what you consume in a daily basis, yeah. you're going to think coffee. Because um, yeah, again, coffee, coffee feels more of it, of it which is, was my original argument. Coffee feels more available mm-hmm. than meatballs and it's also easier if you have to take time to craft the meatball um versus like if you're speaking like drip coffee wise you just go bloop, bloop, there you go yeah that's it i i feel like i'm torn because i do i agree with you i think coffee seems like the one that will come out on top in this matchup unless a lot of people vote who don't like the idea of voting for a drink over a food in a best food contest. Like I'm happy to have drinks as part of this tournament, but I know that that's kind of controversial. Uh, I mean, it's controversial, but again, you can use coffee for more than just, if you're looking at coffee as an ingredient versus as a entity. Yeah. Like, cause like you have chocolate cover, espresso beans, you use coffee in cakes and in baking and tarts and pies. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiramisu. You don't, 
Exact tiramisu. So it's it's. I don't think it's more of like oh controversial have a drink in here because coffee is. It's not like you're saying oh Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will I will say if Kool Aid had been part of this tournament, I would be fine with that. <laughs> it'd be, a, it'd be weird, but I'd be fine with it. I mean, it, but it's like it's like. It's like, it's like putting milk in there because milk yeah. is like soup more versatile than coffee, right? Sure. It is an, it's an ingredient. It's it it's a drink. You can do it in many forms. Like this, <laughs> I one of these days I'm going to make the make a Chinese slash Japanese milk bread. Like that is on mm-hmm. one of my to do lists. Good stuff. So like, it's I view it kind of the same way as coffee to a similar extent. Sure. You know, it's it's I think coffee's going to take it, but but my my I wish you could have seen me as I sat down. So fun fact, I had I was making my espresso this morning because we have an espresso machine. I knocked over the the, the pouring cup. No. At no, I pro- I knocked over my cup. That's what it was. I had poured it in, stirred it, and I was reaching over to steam the milk, and I knocked over my cup and lost about like three like uh, three fourths of it. No. So all I had was like steamed milk, a little bit of coffee, and the cupcake syrup I had. <laughs> it was like a almost like the coffeeless coffee drinks i used to get um so i i someone had gifted me a, a starbucks gift card so i went to starbucks and got like a refresher because uh, i have i don't drink starbucks as much as i used to so i was like oh that this will be fun i sat down at my couch with my refresher and was like oh damn meatballs are more available coffee's an elitist activity <laughs> like i just had this like <laughs> light bulb moment <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> oh my goodness well hey <laughs> we'll there see what go. happens i guess we'll see I'm what excited. happens me too kendall and thank you so much for being one of our judges on this episode thank you. um do you have any final words of wisdom about uh rice or meatballs or anything uh, you want to plug you want people to check out now's the opportunity i guess like in terms of food just be mindful of your timings right like um i was thinking about like my my cooking and shopping process because I, I cook and cook a lot um <laughs> tom can attest to this Indeed. uh and what, one of the things i do when i'm even if it's a recipe i've made like i'll spend because i usually do my shopping towards the end of the week during the weekend so i'll spend the week reading the recipes over and over and over again so i know exactly what ingredients i need and how to do it and that's very important because as we were talk, talking about rice takes can take various forms mm-hmm. and various measurements and meatballs also can take it some some recipes will call for you to like brown the meat not brown, like some people you'll make the meatball and you'll put it in the oven immediately or you'll brown it like there's a lot of different variations so mm-hmm. just take take the time to like actually become acquainted with what you're doing if right. you don't if you haven't done it for years right I'm always going to plug natural toonie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the time this comes out, there will hopefully be more new episodes dropping very soon. We've uh, we've had a bit of a snag with the editing for Natural Toonie over the past couple months, which is to say that the editor, who is me, has been really overwhelmed and took a little hiatus. But I, uh, I have found a solution to that. We have like that, a lot of so. episodes, though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but By I finally time... I did finally find a solution to that. So new episodes are incoming soon. Yay! I wish I could plug my, I mean, you're welcome to check out the one countertop, but let's be real. I do not upkeep that site as like if it's not really made to be a professional sure. site to begin with. But let's be real. I don't update that nearly as much as I should when I'm cooking. <laughs> but you're welcome to look when I do because it I I 
I've been told before by at least one person, like, you know, oh, you should make a, a social media account for like the cooking you do. But the problem is I don't make my own recipes. Like that's okay. That's very, uh, yeah, I know. But like when, when people have their social platform for cooking, they're you, that's what they're usually doing. Sure. Right. So, and I, I'm always crediting as much as I can, what recipe I'm pulling from. Um, so if you want to do that, follow that for that reason. Yeah, then don't undersell go, yourself. Go your your oh, food yeah, looks no, no, very no. tasty, so people should follow you. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I am making my sides today, so I'm excited. Sweet, and you know what, folks, you should go follow Kendallin because it's Pisces season, and oh, and yeah. that means Kendallin is going to be thriving for the next like month. Oh no, I, 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 yeah, so I so I will be thriving, but that also means all the chaos that Pisces have on top of ADD, ADHD will also be in full force. Oh, a hundred percent. I think, I think my, I think this, I think Taurus season is um, my better bet. That's my moon. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Be I more my, grounded. I got a Taurus moon too. There you go. Hey. Taurus season will be thriving, but yes. for now, We're, chaos thrives. <laughs> that's, that, that's my brain. <laughs> All the season. Amazing. Well, thanks again. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, there you have it, folks. Rice is moving on to the next round, but we have a tiebreaker between coffee and meatballs. Uh, So this season, in the event of a tie, we're throwing it to you to cast the deciding votes. Head to our Instagram and or Twitter pages at NoBadFoodPod and vote for which one you think deserves to win this week between coffee and meatballs. Coffee and meatballs. What are you thinking? It's got to be coffee. Yeah, I'm kind of It's got to be coffee. I can't see meatballs. I... Now that I've said that, probably some some little fucker is going to be like, I'm going to vote for meatballs a zillion times. Yeah, but uh, Chris, but I mean, I I think it's got to be coffee. Coffee's coffee's a fan favorite, you know. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, who eats two meatballs every morning? If you do, please contact us. We want to talk to you. Contact us immediately. Let's be friends. Look, I bet a breakfast meatball would be all right. I mean, there was a time when we always had frozen meatballs and ate just a worrisome amount of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I'm just thinking about like breakfast sausages and how you could turn those into meatballs and have little breakfast sausage balls in the morning. You could definitely have breakfast sausage balls. Oh, actually, I mean, we're not talking about the history of sausage here, but strong, proud history of just that breakfast sausage balls being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, why not, right? Let's make them more of a part of our daily lives. Eat balls, folks. But vote for coffee. Eat balls. I'm not allowed to tell coffee. you that. I'm not allowed to tell you to vote We're for We're not coffee. allowed to tell the judges who to vote for. Okay. We but can we can tell, tell our listeners. Hey, listeners, vote for coffee. Folks. But eat balls. My, my oldest friends uh, have an alter ego for me that they call Caffeine Teffer. And if coffee wins, I will drink enough coffee before an episode that Caffeine Teffer comes out. Something that has not happened in a very long time and that we should probably... I don't even... Tom, I don't even think you've seen this yet. Oh, I don't now think, I'm excited. I don't think we've gotten there Look, yet. we've got low energy tonight because there's we're recording at 11. There's a level of goofy. There's a levy of goofle. Get level, there's a leg... There's a leffy of Google. <laughs> well, gorsh. Yeah. <laughs> there's a certain amount of goofy. Let's yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Should we end this thing? Let's end this fucking thing. Thank you so much for listening to this installment of Munch Madness, brought to you by No Bad Food. Want to join the conversation? I know you do. Do it. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. 
At No Bad Food Pod, and individually, I'm at Teffer Bear, and Tom is at Tom's Alatna. It's true. If you liked this episode, and what's not to like, and you want to help us make the show even better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate. Please help us buy groceries and pay rent until that sweet, sweet Netflix deal comes through. Please do it. Netflix hasn't even reached out to us yet. The bastards. Rude. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal, David, and Erica. You know Gabriel and Kendallin were both on this episode? It's true. <clears throat> if you were a patron, maybe you'd get invited. <laughs> you don't need to be so <laughs> hostile. <laughs> we like these people. These we are, do. These are our listeners. We love them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Come join us. Come play with us. us. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, like a close personal friendship with Tom and Teffer, uh, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. If that's exciting for you, and why wouldn't it be? We're so much fun. Better be exciting. Don't hurt our feelings. Teffer's literally crying. Yeah, don't make Teffer cry. <laughs> Teffer's going to cry through the rest of the outro. <laughs> Want to make Teffer stop crying? We have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description. Maybe all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at Teffer. That's enough. <laughs> from our great friends over at Public, And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls and our cover art is by David Flam. You know, they both drink coffee and don't eat balls in the morning. Probably. You don't know that. I don't know that. You're right. I made an assumption there. You did. Zach, David, do you eat balls in the morning? <laughs> or do you just drink the coffee? You can find links for both of them in the description. Last but not least, the show is produced by the two of us, Tom Zalatni and Teferi Jamian, and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. See you next week. Mm, I'm going to go to sleep. Ah, good night. Night, night. Nighty, night. David. Understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, The Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.